So uh, I, lo I caught Laura up to up to where we were about how we were talking about relationships and how the energy works in a relationship and how a lot of times we end up taking responsibility for another person. Yeah. And it's some there's three primary rules that I know about energy. One is everything's 100% about me all the time. I love that one because it really every time you think it's about someone else, you can just turn around and look at yourself in the mirror because it's about you no matter what. Okay. And I think that if if you get that one down, everything else is easier after that because the every time I tried to deny that one, uh, the other stuff would just come and kick me in the butt and it would get harder and harder until I say, oh, okay, yeah, this is about me. Now, one of the second things is um, everything is in balance between two or more things all the time. So, for instance, right now, this room is in balance between the three of us. And if I insist on doing all the talking and don't let you guys talk, then the only way that can work is if you give up that balance and allow me to take more of it. So when we enter a room between the three of us, there's 33.333 between each of us. We each have that power. And then I also, between Laura and I, I have 50%. And between Phoenix and I, I have 50%. So it, it's interesting that all of these different balances are happening simultaneously. It's not like, oh, just because Laura and I are in balance with each other that Phoenix is pushed out. It's everything has its own experience. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like its own placement within 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 the whole puzzle. So when you look gotcha. at when you look at puzzles of this kind, they're multidimensional. So it would be like if we have lines between us, like a tug of war line, and you got that rope tied in the middle, when we when we enter, if we don't currently have a relationship, we enter everything in a state of balance. But within within milliseconds of entering a relationship of any kind that balance is adjusted so for instance if you felt like you were a subservient person and I was overbearing then instantly that tug of war I would gather that knot would be closer to me because I'd have 80% of the power and you'd have only 20% as an example okay so if we allow that if we're not in our truth then it goes based on um, habits it goes based on belief systems. And if we are independent, now this is the part that makes a big difference. If we are independent and sovereign and we enter a room and somebody is, say, an overbearing individual, they'll try to tug on the, that rope and gather all the power. But what happens is it becomes all about them. It's basically the rope is no longer attached to me. So they'll tug on that rope. They'll think they have all the power, but I'm still remaining. I just remain independent from that experience. Okay. Yes. I so, can see that. Yeah, and that we can be fully aware of what's going on without making it about us. Okay. Now, um, Laura's talking to her husband, but saying hello, by the way. She'll, she'll get back on to, with us when she can. Okay, I'm cool. feeding the dogs. Oh, now she's feeding the dogs. Okay. <laughs> so... You said so. Can I take you back just? Yeah, a absolutely. Bit? You, uh -huh. Okay, I'm gonna try to. Uh, you said it, and it caught. It really caught my attention. Um, you were talking about like the eighty percent. Like if if you 
were, uh, let's say, if someone was overbearing or something along those lines, would, and you said, like, so maybe, like, they had 80%, would that 80-20 thing only happen if the sub, the more subservient, I think that's the word you use, mm-hmm. person, if they allow, like, if they gave up their their power like or gave up their side of the balance exactly like, they have, you to, have to give it up correct because that you own it nobody can just take it from you and okay. and so what happens is let's go into more details about that too so we attract in an, an experience to ourselves and it's always done again based on the balance between multiple layers so okay. if if i have an experience with somebody that's overbearing and I'm the subservient person, then I already have a pattern in my system that allows for that match. See? Oh, I see. Yes, uh-huh. yes. So we go into the law of attraction and the law of attraction says, you know, whatever whatever you whatever balance you hold is how you attract something else. Whatever experience you need is how you attract it. So if I'm living as a subservient person, I will automatically attract people that are overbearing, people that want to beat me up, you know, people that want to take advantage of me. And, and I mean, that's how it appears. I mean, it's a lot deeper than that when we start to look at it, but that's, you know, the general concept. And that's why people say, Oh, you know, you're weak. You got to get a backbone and you're going to keep having this experience over and over. And there's so much truth to that. And I don't mean okay. it's what the rudeness as how they say it is true. I just mean we keep attracting these things continually. And, and that's another thing like in relationships. When you have a partner who you care about, who you love, and that relationship ends, if you change nothing, you will most likely have the same experience again. So, right. and that's why people say between your relationships, you should go through this time of cleansing of, you know, looking at what you had that you didn't want to experience and work on these things about yourself because just jumping right into another relationship, I mean, you may, it may be easier in some ways, but it doesn't actually fix your problem. Your baggage is coming with you. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh, on that part, I think you have a lot of understanding of compassion for people because I think you really, when you recognize baggage in people, you know how powerful that is. What, the baggage itself? Yeah. Yeah. And how it kind of overruns them and they don't, if they don't take the time to recognize it, they'll they'll be under the thumb of it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And, I mean, and I'm to the point, and I don't know if it's just because I'm, older or tired I don't as soon as I see the baggage and I see that like no effort is being made like on their part whether through you know therapy or or or, you know different ways of addressing it you know when the people to to, to heal Uh if if I see that pretty quickly I see the baggage and and that's okay but if I don't see them like working on it I can't be you know involved i can't be involved more than just like a surfacey friend right because that baggage i don't know i i have a hard time just uh, i don't know it it feels so bad right 
And I, I wonder how to navigate it. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. Because I do know that once you have eliminated the need to attract that experience, that you won't attract somebody with baggage that doesn't match with you and it won't feel gotcha. bad. So I think what you're still what you still have is part of that subservient behavior where You'll take on the baggage. You'll accept that this baggage is real, even though you already see through it. Yes, you're right. Absolutely. So I think in order to get you past that experience of just having to have surface relationships, you're going to have to start to um, verbalize more of the truth of who you are. Now, I know you think you say everything, like you're on the surface and you're out there with like, like you're like what you see is what you get. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But there's there's so much depth to you that I do think that when you meet people, you're still holding a lot of surface bravado yes. and persona. Okay. And and if you were to reduce that persona, then you would and you know relax into who you are versus you know let me try to say it again a different way. It's not that you're a fake person. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what happens is the inside of you moves through fear, doubt, and other layers of yourself and then gets to the outside and, and gets expressed. So that's the bravado that you that you increase so that people can try to see what you who you really are. But because it's going through these layers of self-doubt and discomfort, by the time it gets to them, it it's it feels a little unreal. Does that make sense? By the time it gets to them, it feels a little unreal. Right. So uh, they're they're not feeling the whole truth of who you are. Yeah, okay, I see. So, like, yes. your compassion may come across as sympathy by the time it reaches them because it's gone through this energy that's surrounding you. Mm. And yeah. and when people feel that you're that feel you as being sympathetic versus compassionate, they they may not trust you as much, even though you know you're a hundred percent trustworthy. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. So. And then let's see what else is in there. Then the the concern, the concern happens to be that the obstacles are larger. Oh, it's like this. The obstacles appear larger in this mirror than they are than they really are, right? So when you when you see somebody's baggage, you uh -huh. it looks larger to you than it does to them. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. I totally relate to that because when I was awakening and really starting to see things clearly, that's exactly what happens is it looks larger to the person who's perceiving it than the person who's living it. And that's because uh, Laura has explained this before about the iceberg where you find something in someone and, and they think it's something small, but we're, we're, we still keep keep hitting on it, keep pointing it out because to us, we know that this little tiny tip that they're showing is just uh -huh. a surface, um, a surface symptom that belongs to a yeah. much larger problem. Yes. <sighs> okay. So yeah, I under yeah. Yeah. So how do we then deal with people and be okay with ourselves when we touch somebody's life and we know that there's this big, huge thing that they're not dealing with, and that makes us uncomfortable? Yes. Okay. Right. No, you're. That's exactly right. Yeah. And then our discomfort. Again, we're we're genuine individuals, but because we have this discomfort with their iceberg, they start to feel that. And then now our communication is not 
in the truth of who both of us are. And one of the things I had to realize was just because I can recognize somebody has a problem doesn't mean they have to work on it today. And okay. everybody, so let's say, because people try to tell you that, oh, you're further along in your journey than I am, but we're actually all on level playing field all the time. And, okay. and somebody will say, oh, wow, you know so much. You're so much, you know, you, you're, again, you're ahead of me. And that when we start thinking that way, it makes everything more difficult and more complicated. But if we take and we pull back and we say, okay, if everyone's equal and I know more on this topic than that other person, the only reason that is so is because that's where my focus has been. So there's bound to be a topic that they focused on that they know more than me. And if we, yeah. if we go from that point, we don't have to say, oh, I've already overcome this. I need you to overcome it so I can be okay. We can say, oh, I've been working on this a long time. And when you're ready, I have information for you. And whatever you've been working on for a long time, I'm, when I'm ready, I want that information too. So now, again, we're, we're seeing ourselves as equal. The equality in every experience is really important to be aware of. Because remember that 80-20, that overbearing person and that person who is subservient, when that happens... It's a balanced relationship. Now, why would these two people come together if it wasn't for them wanting to be at 50-50 but not understanding why they're not? And so a person who's looking to be awake will then say, will then start to look for why, why is it like this? What is this experience? You know, is it true what I think? And then start to unravel the pieces until we actually get back to balance. Gotcha. Now, there's actually even more than that. There's push and pull energy. So, for instance, when you walk in a room, if you're a sender, you're pushing energy out. And if you're a receiver, you're pulling energy in. So this is another one of those important things. When you walk into a room, if you feel uncomfortable with people, you're probably feeling push or pull energy. And if you're uncomfortable with a specific topic and they're pushing or pulling on that same topic then you'll be even more uncomfortable because you won't be sitting still so what we do when we're alone is we we get to a comfortable place of sitting still and this is why it's important to interact with other people because when we start interacting with them we feel this push and pull and it makes us aware again of the issues that we actually want to work on but because we've been told that we're bad or that we have some other problems or some other fears we tend to resist that push and pull as an as a positive influence we tend to think of it as oh this feels bad so like if you um say if if i hate dogs I, I, and i absolutely don't but if i were to be a person that hates dogs and i walk into a room of dog lovers i'm gonna feel the push and pull i'm gonna feel yeah. it's gonna bring this up in me and i'm gonna feel really i'm gonna feel a lot worse about my the fact that i hate dogs being surrounded by a lot of dog lovers and a lot of people think it's just because of the conversation but before the conversation ever happened that push and pull was going on because if you hate something you're having to hold that consistently because if you let go for even a minute of hatred then there's uh -huh. no there's no hold anymore it goes away completely so the only way you can continue to hate something is to hold. And that's why as soon as you get around somebody else, their push and pull brings to your attention all of these things that you're holding still. And 
an, a more common th thing is when you get, go into a room and somebody's loud and having a lot of fun, if you suddenly like, oh, what an ass, or, you know, I hate that guy. I can't stand his, the way he's so loud, you know? That's totally yeah. about you. That has nothing to do with the other person. They're doing whatever right. they want to do. They're in their story, and you're making their story about you because it's that push and pull that there's something in you that you haven't dealt with about a behavior like that or an experience tied to a behavior like that, and that's why it, it throws you so far and so fast. Okay. I see that it's it's all it's sinking in, but I see I see I see what you're you're saying mm -hmm. for sure because it's things I've noticed about myself over the years, and you're like just saying them in a different or saying them uh, with more layers. Yes, that I wasn't aware of. Right. So the the energy is is really big, and um, let me give you some more ideas. So some of the first things I saw was I was sitting in a in a doctor's office and I watched this person come in and they had this nice bubble of energy around them. But as they walked up to the person who was at the window and they walked closer to that person, the bubble that was in front of them came closer to their body and then, you know, further at the at the back side of them. So the bubble moved and didn't stay centered around them. Okay. And so what that's what I'm seeing happen is that person is giving the other person more space to experience life versus knowing that I can hold all of my energy and balance all the time, whether I'm coming up on someone or not. Huh. And, and you'll notice this now after we've talked about it. When you start walking around, you can actually feel when you start moving your energy, when you pull it too close to your body or you push it too far out in a direction and, uh, and, like people who are uncomfortable of being close to other people, it's part of that is they don't want their energy touched. They don't want, they don't know how to overlap energy with another person in a healthy way. And that's another subservient behavior. And one of the exercises that I learned to help me with that whenever I would start to collapse my space is, is I needed to sit in that same room where I was around these people. If, if my space collapsed, I needed to go ahead and expand it. And it was really, really hard for me when I would start to push my energy out. As soon as it came near someone else, I would move around them. And what I had to look, huh? What do you what do, What do you mean move around? You would physically or your your energy? My energy. So, for instance, if there's if there's right. a person in front of me and I'm spreading my energy out equally, the part oh. of them, the part of my energy going towards them would move around them instead of through them. And what that and what that revealed to me, and and as you try to see how your energy spreads out, you can practice in in social settings, and just spread okay. it out, and you'll get you'll start to see what it reveals to you. It revealed to me that um, I believed that other people had a right that I didn't have, mm. and yeah. so again, I'm I was subservient, and I had to start to learn to say, okay, molecules have so much space that my molecules of energy can move through this person without ever even touching them. So we can both exist in the same space and time without impacting the other person. Now, before, I was in that 100% balance between two people, and I was using that to manage my energy. But once I realized everything's 100% about me all the time, 
and that I can spread my energy out across the entire planet and still never touch anyone else's energy. Well, now that's a completely different experience because now I'm sovereign. Now I have the right to this space. Now I don't have to hold myself back from anything. And for me, that was like, that blew my mind as I started to piece it together and understand it, that, and, and to practice it then I, I spent probably, probably a month off and on whenever I was somewhere and I'd think about, Oh, I feel myself collapsing. I feel, and I, I guess the word intimidated is a good word. I wasn't actually intimidated on a conscious level, but energy wise, I was intimidated because I would feel my shoulders would roll forward. Um, I was really good about making eye contact, so that was never a problem for me. But I find a lot of people have the they they stop making eye contact, and I would actually even use the fact that I was good at making eye t- contact to try to hold balance when other people. And then other people would turn away. But you know what all that was, was me being 80% in control and them 20%. So I thought, oh, I did that. I just intimidated that person with my energy. And they gave me the authority because that's how that's our balance right now. So I started trying then to, okay, how can I hold my energy at 50%? How can I be the expression of me without pushing or pulling on others? Now that was probably one of the best things I ever learned to do because then I could look at somebody in the eye and they would want to look back, you know, and I started having this, this like soulful connection with every single person I looked at because they could feel safe with me and I didn't have to say anything or do anything. And people just suddenly started falling in love with me on a, on a different kind of love, you know, where they're just like, Oh, wow, you're just so wonderful. I just really enjoy being around you. That kind of thing started happening like all the time. And and it was mastering that ability to push my energy to to the space that I wanted to occupy and then allow other people to overlap my energy without me pushing against them or pulling back from them. And Okay. And that kind of balance once that's so that's just the energetic part. But once you start doing that, then so many other things start to make sense too. Okay, can I, can I, a uh, question? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, where'd it go? I'm thinking. It went somewhere. It's coming back. Uh, okay. You said, okay, you're explaining things in a way that I've, I've never, you know, thought, knew, or, you know, thought of. At the same time, <clears throat> what you said about people will tell you this and that and this and that. That already happens to me, like, mm. all the time. And it has increased, like, exponentially in the last, like, two days. Wow. Where I'm almost being bombarded. Like, I had to, like, I have to put my phone down. I have to, uh, it's, um, so it's those, like, I've never felt so safe. I feel really comfortable around you. I feel like we have a connection. That one, like, really bothers me, personally. <laughs> because then they they like to use that well we have a connection so this must mean something special and I have to explain I mean I had to explain to someone this morning that you know in a a kind way so that is all so that is what's happening but I've been unaware of the other stuff energetically that you're describing in those ways 
So once so once you're starting to hold that kind of energy and you people will say, Oh, this is a special feeling. I don't have this with just anybody. So they assume uh-huh. that there's this and and for you, you're feeling the same about everyone. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, feeling the same about everyone. I mean, gen- most of the time, I mean, everybody feels wonder- wonderful to me, you know, yes, it, yes, don't. yes, yes, yes. Th- that was my point that you can feel that they're all wonderful, but it doesn't mean you want to have a relationship with them on a Correct. deeper level. And they assume because there's this intense feeling that you want something from them and they're, they're, they're trying to see if that's what's going on. Right. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, anyways, um, Okay, so, so my, so my issue or my, my, I think my habit has been to come back, uh, to, to collapse some of that back into myself so that I am not making people, uh, think that you want them. Yes, yes, yes. Because when, when I let, or what, because I've learned and that's where the taking responsibility has come in. And I, cause I have been told for years that I just don't see it when people like me, I need to be more responsible. I need to not be a certain way. Mm-hmm. So, so I, because, and, and I did, I started to take responsibility. Well, if they're having these reactions that I must have done something and now I'm responsible for how they feel moving forward. Right. Isn't that insane that somebody could tell you that that's the reality of your life? Yeah. When you stop and look at it, just because you're a loving, caring, open, vulnerable human being does not mean that you intend to have an intimate relationship. And because they don't have that somewhere in their lives, this loving, caring, open, and vulnerable connection, uh-huh. and they've been told that the only way you have that is is if there's love and it's supposed to go in that direction – then they, again, society says, well, you're responsible. So you, you are the one that has to change. Right. But how, how does it feel to give up being that joyful part of yourself? Does it feel good? No, (laughs) it feels horrible. Exactly. And then I turn it in on my, I, 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 I began to embody what I've been told and, and, believe on some level that, well, I must have done something wrong and I need to figure out how to stop being powerful, like being myself, being in my power, because now I'm having to navigate everybody's reactions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to take, I want to take this and I want to make it even more clear because this is something else that, that people will say. I remember when I was a teenager and, and girls were starting to dress like Madonna you know, all sexy and everything. And they're like, and then something would happen to the child and they would say, oh, well, you know, look at how you're dressed. It's like you invited it. It's on you. And they want you to start dressing like a Mormon. No, I hate it. I'm sorry. That was the term back then. They would dress like a Mormon, but I don't mean any disrespect, you know? And, and so they would say, again, it's, you're responsible for what other people do to you. Um, that just because, but think about it. How many times have you cared for somebody and been in, and intimate on a level of, you know, like we're talking, I don't mean physical, but I mean this, this intimate, open, vulnerable level. And they didn't expect anything from you other than your friendship. How many times has that happened? I mean, that happens too, right? It's not always 
I mean, think about all the times where somebody responds in a positive, loving way. Like with me and you, I think you're fabulous. Okay. I adore you. But there's not at one moment that I ever think that you wanted anything more from me than just to, to be open, vulnerable, and okay. caring, right? Yeah. And, I, and I'm and i going to, honestly, this that's really new. For, oh, my God. That sounds so crazy. That's really new for me. <laughs> right? Sorry. Think, no, I Sorry, get it. But... <laughs> that's really new for me that I'm not having to, <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. So, I mean, we can have this, this admira- admiration for each other and care yes, for each other. And it doesn't word. have to mean that there's something more that's expected. Right. So yeah. it, what it does is it reveals the damage of the other person when they go across what, what is, what is supposed to be apparent for you and they want to blame you. Then you just need to, you know, you can pull back just for a second and explain to them, hey, I understand that something in your life has made you think that this is more or that maybe your relationships in the past looked like this. But for me, this is this is just a friendship. You know, this is I'm an open person. I want to I'd love to be close to you, but it doesn't mean it's going to go further than that, because for me personally, a lot of people turn around and they say that, oh, I've never felt this before. You've got to feel it yeah. too. And I said, sorry, yes. it, I'm, I don't feel anything more than, than what I feel for every human being. I love everybody. I care for everybody. I'm excited to hear and talk to everybody. So it doesn't mean, you know, because I'm in a committed relationship. I, I don't have more than one relationship at a time. And they always uh-huh. think that, but you have to. So, yeah, it's it's about... It's about recognizing that, no, you don't have to. And, and when people do start to pull that on me, I, I do have boundaries. So I don't mind that they share how they feel. But if they start insisting that I feel the same, okay, that's a boundary that I don't, I don't have to participate with you. And if you continue to insist that this is something that is not for me, then I'm going to have to step back from you. So gotcha. I, I don't yeah. mind that somebody expresses that they care for me. But again, if, if they insist that I feel the same way, no matter how many times I've told them I don't, then again, then I have the right to pull back from the relationship. And that might help okay. you. That might help you as you go through this because I don't, what I don't want to do is I don't want to minimize myself anymore. And I, yes, don't, and right. I don't want to stop being smiley and happy. And I don't want to look at them like they've disappointed me so that they'll just stop the behavior. I don't want to do any of that. Yeah. So I can still go up and I can still hug them and I can still say, oh, I absolutely adore you. You're such a wonderful person. I can do that because I've set my boundaries of uh, I like the mutual admiration. I want to care for you and I want to be cared for from you as well. But it, it ends at whatever we've set, set our boundaries as. So if I say, well, we can have everything except a physical relationship, then that's where it has to end, you know? So that's okay. it, it's very important to again be you all the time, and be able to communicate okay. who you are to others without feeling like just because they they bear their issues to you that you're responsible for them. Right. Yes. And today, this morning, it's some ungodly hour. I don't re- I don't remember much of today. It's been a whirlwind. Huh. Um. I was able to, for probably the first time that I really know of, able to tell someone, two, oh my God, two people, that 
because I got the, I feel so connected to you. Do you feel it? All of that stuff. And Mm -hmm. I was able to sort of generalize, like, like you said, be able, you know, that, you know, I feel a connection, you know, to, to a lot of people because, you know, I'm just kind of always in my joy, you know, most of the time. And, and maybe that, you know, I was able to explain it. It was through text and I don't honestly remember without looking, Mm -hmm. but it was a big step for me because it, it was a lot clearer and I could, and I could sense that the person got sad. Yeah. But that's their journey and it's okay to let other people have their journey. Right. And 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 I I did. I let her be sad. Yeah. Because if we try to rescue them, they're going to go right back to what they, where they were before we, before we gave them this boundary. So that was like, I mean, that's really all I can do, right? Is, yeah. Is, is explain, like you said, let them be sad or whatever feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, let's... And then... Go ahead. No, you finish. No, the, I, I kind of forgot. Okay. Because <laughs> this goes into another another training. So I remember as a as a younger teen that if I had a crush on a boy and that if he didn't return it that that was something I was supposed to be devastated by. And so I would start to, if somebody had a crush on me, again, I would diminish myself because I didn't want them to feel devastated if I didn't have the same, you know what I mean? Because we've been brainwashed into that if somebody doesn't love you the way you love them, that that's a problem. And so even when I first started realizing that, you know, I loved everybody on the planet and I started expressing it. And then if somebody would turn around and say to me, well, I don't love you. And I thought, oh, I'm supposed to feel bad right now. And I'd be like, well, I don't care. I don't have to change who I am. I get to love you because I love you. Whether you, whether you want to reciprocate or not. And, and that is a huge freedom too, because if you can give them the freedom to love you and feel that wonderful feeling without you having to be responsible or reciprocate, then you've also, now there's two things that have happened because the first is you've set your boundary and you can still love them. I, I remember a one lady fell in love with me to the point that she was planning, uh, how, how was she going to take care of me and my kids and, uh, yeah. and it was, it was so sweet of her, but I had already told her several times, Hey, I can't have that kind of relationship with you. I'm already in a committed relationship, but she uh-huh. just, she was like trying to figure out, well, how could she fit in to that? Because again, our love is that deep, her and I, and it's, and for, fortunately we worked through it, but I actually had to block her on my phone. And then, you know, I blocked her for two weeks and then I finally, you know, opened up my phone again and said, hey, I had you blocked for two weeks. Whatever, whatever you went through, I'm sorry you had to go through it on your own, but I couldn't be there for that because her push was just too much. Yeah. And she didn't want to respect my boundary of me saying this is never going to happen. So, but now, I mean, she did, she did have to work through it. She did have to realize that again, I told her it's okay to love me. I love you. But it it does it's not going to look like that, and yeah. and now she has this great freedom, and I have this great freedom, and we can talk all the time, and it just feels so good to know that we love each other. So okay, it really, I mean, it's just it's fighting against what society has told us love is supposed to look like, you know, and that's yeah. and and that 
you don't have to diminish who you are anymore. And being the full expression of ourselves gives the other person space to realize that, okay, okay, so they don't want this with me, but they still love me. Okay. <laughs> you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. And after a while, then they feel freedom too, because they stop diminishing themselves. And, and we all start expressing ourselves fully and it's okay for me to say, oh, yeah, I absolutely, I mean, here, I'll be very vulgar for a second. I absolutely would do you in a heartbeat, but I have this boundary, you know? I would love to do this, and it's okay to know that I would love to do this, but it's never going to happen. You know what I mean? It's it's okay yeah. to, because, yes, yes. get rid of all the prudish behavior. That's what I'm trying to say. In order, be open, truly be able to admit that this is what I was inspired about you. And here's the other thing past that. So once you allow yourself to have these open conversations with people, you can start to realize again, what's the underlying motivation? Why would I look at somebody and think, oh, wow, I would love to be with that person intimately. Why would I think that? You know, that's about me, first off, because uh -huh. everything's 100% about me. And then why uh -huh. would they be in a situation where they would want to experience that from me? Or not from me, right? So we can start uh -huh. to look at, okay, where's the... And this is how we find our underlying issues. Is by questioning these types of experiences and saying, okay, well, what is my motivation? What is driving me? You know, oh, this person looks like somebody from such and such. And now I can say, oh, yeah, I really had a crush on that person and I was denied. And so now whenever they, I see somebody who acts like this, I feel that uh -huh. again. You know, and you can uh -huh. just start to work through it kind of like um that that call we had the other night where yeah you have your doppelganger right uh -huh. <laughs> and if you allow yourself to to express to that person hey this is my story you know i'm not saying i'm not saying we have to tell everybody everything all the time but i also think that if you keep having to hide it that that's just as bad as oversharing so yeah definitely i know what you mean by that and I because I know how that feels it's like sh shielding a part of yourself from uh, yeah it's hiding it yeah mm -hmm. I put like a shield up that and an and, and artificial I mean I guess they're all artificial but I could feel an artificial thing that comes up to block a part of myself right and guess what off the, those pe people feel that when we do that that's what I mean by the, every, your energy yeah. that's on the inside moves through all these different layers and all this this bravado and this drama that you put in front of between you and them and that doesn't uh -huh. help anybody right yeah i see what you're saying yeah okay because i yeah even yeah it's like uh losing a, a, a an authentic part of myself it kind of like i put it in my back pocket and i'm like yeah just stay back there yeah and then once you start doing that like you've just changed the balance between you and the other person and they're likely to yep. put on a, they're likely to put on something that's not real either okay you know just as a as a like a just a natural ish response yes just, yep okay because so, they feel they don't feel the authenticity from me correct okay and when you think about it when you meet somebody in cuz you said sometimes you meet people if you don't like them right then don't you huh? Don't you pretend to be something you're not? I don't know about that. So here, let me rephrase it. So when you okay. meet somebody and there's a discomfort with meeting them, you don't automatically gravitate towards them. Then you, okay, yes, I can picture this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you become something less than your full truth too. 
Yes, yes. You're right. And, you know, whenever we do this, we're not helping anybody. We always think, because um, socially we've been told that we're supposed to react this way. We're supposed to show people things in the ways that we were taught to show them. And, and in the end, it's just all a bunch of made-up crap that nobody cares about. Yep, okay. And, and let me give you another yeah. example, too, that might make these things even clearer. When I was a kid, I was taught to say thank you and you're welcome and all of these niceties, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when I met somebody who didn't respond to me with these niceties, I thought, I don't, what do I do? I don't know what to do. <laughs> this person is not cooperating with my social rules. And yeah. they're not grateful because they didn't say thank you. Oh, my gosh. How do I deal with somebody who's not grateful? But guess what? It wasn't true that they weren't grateful. They just didn't have yep. the same social rules. Yeah, I've been through that one. Yes, I had to learn that one, that just because they're not saying thank you doesn't mean that they don't feel gratitude or, you know, or I mean, and yeah, I saw, yeah, I went through that and I was like, God, what, why am I so irritated about this? Well, you're right. <laughs> exactly. And that's the, that's what we're going to find over and over in relationships with this, the balance and the way we treat each other, uh-huh. that we have to keep breaking these things and, and getting over him because it's, it's just too much. Okay. Okay. I My family is getting ready to go to bed. Um, okay. I, I know we got started a little late tonight, so I, I hope I hope you found this helpful, and I enjoyed being able to share with you. And then, Laura, you were quiet the whole time, honey. Yeah, I, I unmuted myself, but you were on such a roll, I didn't want to interrupt you. And then by the time I was ready to say something, it was in the past oh (laughs) oh next time next time just speak up because i wasn't looking at my phone i was in my head i wasn't either yeah that's okay you it it didn't need to be interrupted you did good you know all i was gonna say at one point was energy doesn't lie oh yep you know that's very true that's how people know and people feel because that's just what we do yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Psychologically, we can fool ourselves and we can fool others, but energy cannot be fooled. Wow. Good point. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love that yeah. point. Yeah. yeah me too. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at sometimes pretty good at fooling myself. Everybody <laughs> is that we're masters at it. Intellectually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's what our that's what our greatest gift is. <laughs> True. What, fooling ourselves? Yeah. Absolutely. With all the false belief systems we pick up and think they're real. Yeah. It's a gift. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean But it's a long story how to explain that it's a gift. But it is it is definitely okay. it's a powerful gift. But we're in a point in time now that it's it's causing so much damage to us on a cellular structure that we've got to stop doing it. Okay. I, I think I know what you, I know what you mean then, Laura. I mean, I think I do. And I don't, Christine, I don't want to, you know, keep, you know, keep you on if you got to go, but yeah, I think I know what you mean. Is, is Laura, is that like the way we, well, we don't have to go into it, but to (laughs) me, I can see the gift because I know that it gives me experiences that, I either want to learn or I want to, you know, want to experience on some level Mm -hmm. 
for for myself. Yes, yeah, it's, I don't know. it's what pr provides us lessons. If we didn't if we didn't yeah. do that, then there, a lesson wouldn't be apparent or necessary. Exactly. Okay. It's it's the ultimate um, discovery of self. Because because uh, because if because we, we knew who we were at all times. Yeah. We would not explore, and we would not. Um, we we would know who we are, mm -hmm. and that there would sense. be no. This is the game. We are in the game. Yeah. Okay. Is that, <laughs> is that okay? Y'all are saying you're saying the thing that 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 if I if I um only the if I'm only experiencing my my non duality my unity consciousness if I'm only experiencing my I I am then it's not even an experience. There is no way to experience that. Right. But when I am able to come into the body, um, then I get to play the game where then I get to have the experiences to show me all these different things. Right, and every different that, facet. That's the gift. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Okay. True that. Okay. So we'll go, yeah. uh, so tomorrow when we do the broken heart, room um yeah I, I want i'm gonna open it with you and we're gonna basically track back um how how come you could even have a broken heart okay, okay. And, and it's <laughs> i mean how is that even possible right and it's it's, it's based yeah. on what you're we're saying right now you know the fact that yep. we can lie to ourselves the fact that we create the duality the fact that we want to experience multiple facets of the same story and yes. then and that's all exciting and fun, but when the day we decide we no longer want those experiences, we need to know how to back up from them. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome sauce. Yeah. Well, thank you, yeah, guys. thank you. And thank you, thank Roa, you. For, for sitting with us. I enjoyed feeling you. I enjoyed being here. It was nice to witness. Thank you. So. Oh, yay. Mm -hmm. Are you hanging up Thanks. too, Laura? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. tired. It's been a long day. Oh, I just, there was someone that asked me to work with them in their dreams tonight, and I checked in, and I'm already going to be doing a lot of work, so huh. I'm prepping. Well, awesome. Okay. Have a great night, guys. Talk to you tomorrow. Okay, you too. You too. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. 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 Thanks, guys. Have a good night.